Psalm 133, a song of ascent by David. See how good and pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil on the head that ran down on the beard, even Aaron's beard, that came down on the edge of his robes, like the dew of Hermon that comes down the hills of Zion, for there Yahweh gives the blessing, even life forevermore. Another short little song of ascent. So that would have been a song that they sang as they went up to Mount Zion. And um, in the land and the geography of Israel, um, there were several mountains. There were, there were lots of mountains. One of the mountains, mountains was Mount Hermon, which is way up in the north. And it was, it's a couple of kilometers above sea level and snow gets on the top and every summer the snow melts and all the water rushes down, down the Jordan River into the Dead Sea. But it, it actually waters the land and an incredible amount of water comes off that one mountain. So all the pilgrims, of course, especially if they started in the north uh, on their way to Jerusalem, some of them would have seen Mount Hermon. I suggest you go to Google Images and type in Mount Hermon or Mount Hermon and have a look. It's a pretty cool mountain, very big. If I ever get to Israel and I've got time, I would love to climb it. <laughs> and uh, so I'll just put it out there. You know, if you're in Israel and uh, feel free to invite me to come visit you. <laughs> and um, anyway, you know, love to climb Mount Hermon. But then the pilgrims, you know, they're walking down the Jordan Valley, they get to Jericho, they start climbing the hill to Jerusalem, another hill, all the way up to Mount Zion. Seven hills in Jerusalem, one of them is Mount Zion. Jerusalem is a city built on seven hills. And so it says that, uh, you know, there's all these geographical references here, and it says that, that how blessed it is when God's, when brothers dwell together in unity, and it's like the dew of Hermon coming down on Mount Zion. Now, Mount Zion was a dry mountain. So there's no snow on Mount Zion. It doesn't rain a heap. It's dry. If you've ever seen um, the Judean desert, very dry. So we're talking about these two contrasting areas in the geography of Israel. Mount Hermon, a very wet mountain with a lot of snow and a lot of rain, come, a lot of water comes off it every summer. Mount Zion, dry but it's saying that when brothers dwell together in unity, it's like the, the rain of Mount Hermon, but over on Mount Zion, it's like that. It's like the dry place gets all the water of this wet place. That's what happens when brothers dwell together in unity. And it says in that type of situation, God gives his blessing, even life forevermore. Now I have to say, when you read this and you're a dad and you've got a lot of kids, I've got lots of sons. I've got one daughter and six sons. You do, you are pretty happy when you see your brothers getting along, when you see your sons getting along. This would be God's perspective. God looks down, he sees brothers getting along, he's blessed, and of course it means sisters too. So yeah, it's wonderful from that point of view of in being in a family, but the, the true meaning of this is when Christians get along. <laughs> Isn't it wonderful when the Catholics and the Prezies love one another. Isn't it wonderful when, you know, the Seventh-day Adventists and the Methodists love one another? <laughs> Isn't it wonderful when Christians love one another and we work together for the cause of Christ? When that happens, God declares his blessing and it's like the reign of Hermon 
is over here on the Zion. It's like all the blessings of a whole entire year of snow all coming down the river at once. You get the lot. You get life forevermore. Well, in the New Testament, Jesus said, you had these 12 disciples and they were a motley crew. We don't appreciate how motley they were from this distant, removed perspective. But he had people in that group like, um, one of them was called Simon the Zealot. Zealots were people who believed that you should use military warfare to defeat the Romans <laughs> and re-establish the kingdom of Israel. So they were kind of like, and the word zealot specifically was you know, based on the word zeal, but it didn't just mean enthusiasm. It kind of meant like enthusiasm by fighting. So they had a zealot there. Zealots were against anything Roman at all, and what could be more Roman than a tax collector? <laughs> and one another of Jesus' disciples was Matthew, the tax collector. So you had, and they're, they're probably, in my mind, the two most extreme of Jesus' disciples. Tax collectors would have been very careful of zealots because they wouldn't want a zealot to come in and kill them and destroy the tax collector, you know, to liberate Israel. So tax collectors often had Roman guards to protect them. So you got all that type of crazy stuff going on. Jesus had a tax collector and a zealot as one disciple each. Those were so different from each other, it's hard to imagine it today. We think that sometimes we're so different from our fellow Christians, we're not. You know, if you're a Trinitarian Christian, which most Christians are, you know, you're Catholic, Anglican, Methodist, Lutheran, Baptist, Pentecostal, Presbyterian, you know, any of these major denominations, or if you're non-denominational, Mennonite, you know, even if you're brethren and you don't believe in, you know, pastors, but at least you believe in, you know, the priesthood of all believers, all these different denominations, they seem to have their big differences, but they, the differences are not that big, not compared to some of the differences that were in the New Testament, like between Jews and Gentiles or between zealots and tax collectors. And Jesus said to his disciples, he said, love one another. And he said, by this, all men will know that you are my disciples. So we've got this situation here where as Christians, as different as we are from each other, which I think is not that different, if we love one another, the world will believe. But not only the world will believe, Psalm 133 says God's really, really pleased with that and there he commands his blessing. If you wanna be blessed by God, there's lots of things you can try to do to get God's blessing. One of the things you can do is love your fellow believers, even the ones that go to those other churches that you don't quite agree with. Love them <laughs> and walk in the blessing of God. Father, thank you for Psalm 133. Thank you for the songs of ascents and all they say to us. Lord, let us live in that place of blessing and life evermore. Amen.